Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms in Sales podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show. I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing when a sale goes cold. This can be a situation in which you and a prospect had a real connection with a spark of interest. Now, the prospect has gone cold and you can't get a pulse. What are some ways to think outside the box and get the sale back on track? Lynn, what would you suggest? Well, I'm going to start with uh, first, you know, get back to basics. Um, go through your notes uh, to focus on the client's needs, uh, requirements, and their motivation, you know, for acquiring your product or service. I would use that information to frame the conversation. You know, another takeaway or constructively um, move on an action item, you know, to move forward. So beyond incorporating these takeaways and these requirements and motivations um, into the usual emails, you know, and calls, um, make sure you're communicating in the preferred manner of your contact. You know, and absolutely try some alternative means of contact. You know, a written note, uh, a LinkedIn message, uh, send a meeting invitation for a call, you know, a coffee or a lunch. Uh, try sending a recap box from the meeting. Uh, this could be three index cards with those takeaways and uh, next steps. And if you continue to get that same um you know, just sort of dead air, you know, remember that you, it, it's easy for people to ignore and put you off if you're not doing it, if you're not sort of shaking it up and doing something different. If you're just saying, hey, I'm following up, I'm checking in, it, it's so easy to ignore those. Um, so try to really focus on what you learned in that, those meetings and what you've learned from that client so that you can frame things so they have resonance and they make that connection. Tina, I know you've got a lot of really great advice here. So would you like to share that? Sure. Thanks, Lynn. I um I think it starts with with, gosh, when we kind of hit a dead end. And it's like, how do we how can we reconnect? And sometimes it's it's um reframing what our conversation has been up until then. Um kind of look over your notes and kind of see what see what the conversations have been, what, what some of the, the notes have been that you've, uh, you've taken from either your face-to-face -face meetings or your, or your telephone calls. And as you're reframing it, I'll look at how can you stop selling and maybe start helping? How can you take a look at the value that you're bringing um, and, and bring it back to um, a very simple way to to engage a, in a new dialogue, and even if it's you know, I think I've been so busy trying to inform you of my product or service. Let's talk about the ways that might might help your position, or help you in in your day to day. That it might help you um, uh, be more effective, or maybe it, it maybe it, it will make your job simpler in some way but kind of start reframe it and start focusing on how you might help your your prospect or your client reach their goals that's going to take a little bit of thinking when you have to to go back and 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 think about the value that you're bringing and and maybe refocus your own um 
your own goals and your own um, your own expectations. Maybe this is just a little longer sales cycle than you thought it was going to be. Um, you don't. What you don't want to do to try to get things back on track is to is to hurry things along and and give people a deadline and say, oh yeah, this has to happen right now and. I'll give you a, a special if you make a decision right now. And then, and then you're selling from a desperation. You know, people, then then it, you're trying to make your problem their problem. So sit back and just, and, and really see what kind of value you have to bring. Bring your expertise to the table and and ask permission as to when it would be good to, to follow back up. Um, but that's, it's, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the moment, step back, reframe it, find out how we might be able to help and bring additional value uh, and and bring come from a, a level of expertise and understanding. Rachel, how about you? Well, Tina, I think you're absolutely right that you, you never want to sell um, from a desperate standpoint. We've had another podcast. Um, that said desperation never sells because it doesn't. It's very unattractive. Um, so what you might want to do here is, um, you know, ask what's going on. Um, you know, if you can get a hold of someone, say, hey, is, do you have any further questions? Is there anything else I can be doing? Um, try to try to just get the conversation going again um, and be really honest with them and ask them to be honest honest with you about about what their needs are, what their timeline is. Um, as Tina said, you don't want to set a deadline, but try to try to make sure that you guys are on the same wavelength about how long this is going to take um, and what else they might need from you. And I think that, um, you know, being able to take a step back and and try to look at things a new, trying to look at things a new way can be really helpful. Maybe you can think of another way that your product might be might be useful to these people or this organization. Um, and you can bring that in. Um, you know, just just make sure that you're always speaking to the client uh, and to their needs. So um, I think that Lynn and Tina have done a great job here with, with some good ways to to get the sale back on track and to sort of revive what you were afraid was a dying process. Those are some great suggestions. When all else fails, what are some creative ways to garner attention and connect with a potential client? Tina, what ideas can you share? I, I really like this question. Um, I, I heard somewhere along the line that, that uh, when things are just not moving forward, you kind of call it a deal drought. And I don't remember, I should be able to give credit to the person that came up with that term, but I really like that. It's a deal drought. You know, when one else, all else fails and you're trying to communicate, you're reframing, you're trying to bring value, you're trying to help versus sell. And sometimes there are random acts of kindness. Send a picture with uh, something that you know that is maybe your, your client or your prospect you know has an interest in a particular car send a picture of that car and, and say, hey, I hope you're having a great day. Just something kind of throw them off a little bit. Personalize. Um, you can um, uh, send a, a handwritten note that you're thinking of them, something that other people would emulate. It, it, it's something that would not be expected. You want to do something unexpected. Um, some some people like to put a, uh, when they're sending out an email, they put a PS and it's something that is personalized and it's, it's again, something unexpected. Um, 
<laughs> you can also send a breakup email. Hey, realize that we haven't been able to connect and things aren't working out. Obviously, this isn't the right time for you. So um, I'll uh, I'll be back in touch in six months or let me know when, when you're ready or something along those lines, but something that to shake them up a little bit. I know a, a, a couple that had a PR firm and they were trying to get this new client and they just could not get them to budge. So they sent a box and inside the box, you open it up and it had one shoe. I said, don't wait for the other shoe to drop. They got the client. It was something unexpected. It was pretty cool. And then the other thing is, uh, um, is to become a thought leader. Um, is to make yourself available for for groups. Maybe your clients are involved in certain networking groups, and offer yourself as a, someone that can be on a panel and and get your get your name out there. Become a a thought leader. Uh, and then the other thing is to to think of LinkedIn for a way to uh, gather. And, and to to be able to share information not a lot of people use linkedin or and those that do know how to use it effectively so i'd be be be, be sure you know what you're doing with it but uh, it is certainly a way to um uh for for your correspondence to show up through a different channel those are some ideas uh rachel thanks tina um i really I mean, obviously Tina's like the go-to person for this kind of information. And I really like what you had to say, Tina, about, about the handwritten note. You know, in these situations, um, you can send, you can go all old fashioned and send a handwritten note, send a greeting card, um, like season's greetings or happy fall or whatever it may be. Um, the handwritten note inside, um, I really like those personalized emails and being like, hey, I actually know about you and care about you and as an individual. I think that if you um, have a bit of a budget for it, you might be able to to send a gift basket of some kind. You know, if you know that they like a particular kind of high-end hot chocolate, send that to them. You know, I mean, I don't want to say it's a bribery, but I mean, that's gonna people are gonna pay attention to that kind of thing, right? And I mean, if you're close by and if you're you feel that you might be welcome, you might swing by the office. I mean, I I would warn against um, showing up unannounced, but what you might do if they're not responding to you, send them an email and leave them a voicemail saying, hey, I'm going to be in your area on Thursday afternoon and I'm going to swing by. Um, let me know if that's not a good time for you. Then the onus is on them for them to disinvite you. Um, a little bit, slightly manipulative, but I think it can be quite effective. And then you show up and you revive that, that, um, that connection and that relationship that you had because there's nothing there's nothing better than in-person communication, right? So I think that that those are some good ways to to get some attention. Um, Tina mentioned using LinkedIn, and that's great. Um, I would be wary about using other kinds of social media if you know that it's um, a platform that they use for business type situations. Then I would say go for it, but you don't want to go onto someone's personal Facebook page or their personal Twitter to try to get their attention. So, again, don't be desperate. Um, but be innovative. What are your thoughts, Lynn? Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the possibilities and the ideas are really endless here. And, and keep in mind the personality of your contact and be sensitive to their style and thought process and also to their company policies. Um, 
there's a number of things that you have to be very careful that there's not a real value attached if you're sending a package. So along the lines of what Tina had shared with the single shoe, I actually have had tried this and had success with it and instead sent an old boot. And the old boot, of course, has no value. And, you know, the note was, are you ready for a new pair? You know, we've, we've got the perfect fit for you. And it's the same type of thing. It's, you know, the play on words, it's funny and you can elicit a response like, yeah, I can't believe you sent me this old boot, you know, make sure it's not dirty, yada, yada. Right. But you can get all kinds of old boots, you know, if you go to uh, the thrift stores. Um, Another idea is uh, a new release on a business book. Um, and this is where you can write a personal inscri inscription on the inside, send it with a note, um, and you know, something that, that uh, is well within uh, the range that an organization can accept as a gift. Uh, and you're really demonstrating that, you know, you want to share something with them that you, you find, you know, is useful and you're hoping that they'll garner something out of it as well. So you're not really asking for anything there. Um, that the recap box that I mentioned, um, it can be really affordably created. Um, it can be branded and personalized, and yet it, it really has no dollar value. Um, so you've got three cards, and two of them are with meeting takeaways, things that were that were motivating them, that were important to them to achieve. Um, and with a third, really inviting them to continue the dialogue. And they can go inside a nice box, they can go inside a tin, and you can either deliver or ship them to the client. Um, send a fax. How many people get faxes these days, right? It's a little different. Um, <laughs> not so common anymore, uh, depending upon, of course, the industry that you're in. And uh, you can use bullet points, just a couple of bullet points, once again, and, and a call to action. And another thing to think about is uh, any kind of holiday that's coming up. And it can be as simple as the season is changing. Or, you know, I just was thinking about you. Um, send them a nice card. Um, there's a lot of great e-cards these days, and I use a, a site that has these wonderful e-cards with animations, and you can personalize the note, and you can schedule when it's delivered. So you're not really, you're not asking for anything, but you're just thinking about them. And, you know, you're wishing them to have a great day, a special day. And hopefully those things will, you know, just start thinking along those lines, and something's going to kick in and take hold and you're going to get a response. All great ideas. Now for the tough question. When do you move on? Lynn, what do you think? I think everyone's going to agree this is a tough one and it's so dependent upon the circumstances. You absolutely need to have had that conversation, I believe, with the client to really truly move on where they've let you know that they're not interested at this time um, and they're not ready to move forward. And you've really set a timeline of when and, and an ask permission to at least stay in touch and to follow up in six months or a year. Um, persistence is so important. Um, and you've really, I just think that you may have to scale back your efforts at some point to focus on opportunities that are really taking off uh, because you're really busy with other opportunities. But 
keep in contact. Um, share articles that may be of interest. Include them when you're sending out those cards to celebrate the season. Um, periodically phone and check in and see how they're doing. Tina has a really great policy on this where she follows up with people at least every year just to check in and see how they're doing. Um, and that type of maintaining that relationship. You've worked hard to get to a point where you have a relationship with them. Maintain that connection. That's so important. And, you know, until they tell you that they've purchased from someone else or they're absolutely not interested under any circumstances, um, stay at it. Um, and you just may need to move it really to that back burner and, and maybe follow up with, as Tina said, sort of that, that it's a really popular term right now, that breakup letter. But really it's more of a, you know, timing is everything in, in work and in life. And it's not, it just doesn't seem to be jiving right now. Um, so I'm going to check back in with you in a next quarter, something like that, and, and see if they, you get a response. And if it's still dead air, then maybe that's exactly it. The timing isn't right at this point in time. So uh, Rachel, let's hear from you. Well, I agree that this is um, quite a difficult question. And I think that, um, I think that overall, you don't just do that cutoff, as Lynn was saying, unless they have said, no, never contact us again, we don't want to hear from you, then, um, then I would keep that door open. But I think that there's going to be a point when you'll have to realize that it's not going anywhere right now, and that you have to focus your energy on more responsive clients. And I mean, you have other things to do, so that's fine. So, you know, just give yourself a deadline, and you can be flexible with this deadline. It's not set in stone, but then there's a deadline for if you're not getting any kind of response from these people. You know, if it's been however long you think is right, if, if you haven't been able to get a hold of them for like eight weeks or ten weeks or something, then you might just step back for a second. If it it might be a different uh, deadline if you're um, having a lot of wishy-washy responses and like they're responding to you but they're not really saying anything um, then you might give it a little bit longer but at, once you've reached that point where you realize that it's not going anywhere then yeah you you step back you send in that email and say um, I'll, I'll talk to you later I'll see you I'll check in on you later and then do that you know send them LinkedIn messages send them those cards as Lynn mentioned and and you know, see them, like greet them when you see them at conferences or wherever that may be and and let them know that you're still thinking about them, that you're you're still ready to to provide them that service um, that they were thinking about having. And in that case, um, you know, maybe the time is just not right yet, but if it was meant to be, it's meant to be and it'll work out in the end like a, like a Hallmark movie. Um, what would you do, Tina? Well, thanks, Rachel. I think um, I think we all kind of intuitively know when when something just doesn't seem to be gelling, and maybe you know things just aren't. And you've tried, you've you've reframed. You're trying to help. You're trying to bring value. You've done some creative things and tried to 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 get attention. But sometimes, you know, the timing just is not right. And in in those cases, it's better. For everyone to just take a take a step back and thank them very much for giving you the consideration, and um, and that you look forward to um, 
um, having, uh, you know, to, to continuing the conversation when they're, when they're ready. And when you do that, frees you up, frees your time up to be looking and talking with, with others that, that may have a, a more immediate interest in, in what you, your product or service. You're also freeing your client and prospect from getting these multiple phone calls and, and, uh, and the like from you. Um, but it's also a, a good time just to, to let everybody breathe and see where they are. You can continue, and I would highly suggest uh, continuing to send emails, um, pertinent emails about not only about your product or service, but how it may help that company. I would continue to send emails when you see a snippet in the in the newspaper or online about their company or about them, because it shows that you're still thinking about them and and um, that it wasn't just about making making a sale. I think that's it, through all of these things. It's not just about a sale. It's really about creating a relationship with that individual. That individual may end up going to another company. And you, you want to be able to, you've already, you've already have some uh, established a rapport with them. You want to be able to, to keep that rapport no matter where they go. So it's always, always more than just a sale. But sometimes we have to let things go in order for them to, to come back. And I think that, the, what, what is that? If you, if you love it, let it go. If you love something, let it go. Um, a little dramatic for this conversation, but it, it's rather true. Sometimes it's just better to, to take a step back, walk away. And, uh, but, but do really be, seriously think about how best to keep in touch with that individual um, because you never know when things will come back around. Thank you all for your views on this discussion topic. We have just one more question and it comes from Brittany in Ames, Iowa. Brittany asks, I recently had an outstanding meeting with the prospect and the decision makers. They were engaged and requested two weeks to put the budget together and asked that I follow up at that time. It's now going on four weeks and I cannot get a response from any method of communication. Can you give me some ideas? Tina, how would you tackle the sale gone cold? Thanks, Amanda. Brittany, I, the one thing I don't, I'm not getting from the question here is you did meet with a prospect, but it sounds like you also had decision makers. And so my question back to you is, in addition to following up with your prospect or your main contact, have you had an opportunity to reach out to the other individuals that were in that meeting where the decision was made um, that they needed a couple weeks to put the budget together? I do my homework. I'd see if there are any any problems within that within the company or within the organization. If if there have been any financial troubles or if they're in the news, to find out because maybe they are. Maybe they're having some kind of a cash flow uh, crisis that would prevent them. And it has nothing to do with your product or service. It's just that they are in um, uh, have have other things that they're thinking about at the time. So I would do that. Um, I, I do my best to, to find out all I can about the company to see if there's been and the people that you were working with. Um, and if you have not uh, reached out to the other people that are, are within that, I would, I would reach out to everybody. If your prospect hasn't responded to you um, and it's now you're going on four weeks, I think that it's perfectly within reason to 
uh, reach out to the additional people that were in. And I'd reach out to them um, individually um, or, or to the decision makers. And, and then I would copy your, your, uh, your prospect in there. But um, somehow or another, there, there, there must be something going on that that's not. And maybe something if something has changed internally that they need to expand upon, be that person for them that, that can help refocus and re reframe the, uh, the product or service that it was that, uh, that they were ready. It sounds like that they were ready to buy. They just needed to figure out what the budget was. And if the budget money isn't there, maybe it will be in six months. But I think it's it's worth a conversation with all of all of the people that were in there in that meeting. If you're not getting a response from your one prospect, Rachel. Thanks, Tina. And I think you're right about making sure that you you reach out to each of the people um, that was in that meeting. So I think that. What you're saying is that you can't get a response from anyone and by any means. And if this is the case, um, then I would prefer you back to our, our answers for how to get their attention um, with gift cards and, and small gifts or old boots or whatever it may be. Um, but before you do that, I would make sure that you go the conventional routes for each of the people that were in that meeting. Call them, email them, connect with them on LinkedIn and send them a message, um, fax them. As Lynn was saying, that's, that's quite unusual these days. Um, and then you can start, you can start with the fun stuff, sending them cards and, and, um, personalized emails with pictures of cars or whatever that they may enjoy. Um, because it does sound like you, what you're having a problem with is just making that connection. You might even have to call the front desk of the, of the corporation and say, hey, I am trying to reach this person. Now that's the least effective way typically, but as long as you're reaching their secretary, whoever it may be, eventually, hopefully you'll, you'll get through to these people and you can find out what's going on because as Tina was saying, there's, there must be something that's happening. Um, so, so just, just keep at it um, and you will, I'm sure, get a response. What about you, Lynn? How would you help, Brittany? <laughs> well, I definitely uh, try those suggestions that we outlined in number two. I'd also say that remember that patience is a virtue. I, I know that's not something that salespeople want to hear, but there are many reasons that a sale could be delayed and you're not receiving a response. Um, most of which have absolutely nothing to do with you, your product or service, or your organization. And they it may not be anything bad. It's just, just life and just work in general. Um, we've already said this. Don't get desperate. Don't get angry. Um, don't become a pest, right? Um, this all goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because uh, <laughs> you need to be reminded about that. And it's so important not to give up. Um, I've already talked about persistence. Um, you had a great meeting and they had real interest. And if you continue to deliver that kind of polished professional persistence, you know, I, I believe that you're going to win out. This is a great way to have these kind of conversations also with your sales team, the other, your peers, uh, with your management, put together some plans and some, some 
products and some ways that you can respond to these situations. You know, have those, you know, the, the old boot boxes ready to go or the shoes going to drop <laughs> boxes ready to go. So that when you, as you approach these things, you sort of have a toolkit that you've already assembled so that you can take this in stride um, and, and make that response so that you can move forward. So good luck on that, uh, Brittany. I'm, I'm excited. It sounds like you did have a really great meeting and um, you've just got to uh, put that extra time in to turn this around. Tina, Rachel, and Lynn, thank you all for your advice. I hope that it is helpful to Brittany and anyone else struggling with a similar sales situation. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. Mm -hmm.